0: all right brand baby so i get a special guest today all the way across the pond i'm guessing you across the pond but oh my goodness coach kim now here's something good i get to do because i don't know a whole lot about coach kim other than i love her and i think she's just fucking magical so you guys get to learn what i learned and we get to enjoy her together so give me a minute and we're gonna get it together and then we're gonna let us let her introduce yourself so
1: hey brand babies this is Grandma's podcast where we go in on personal branding without taking shit personally. Grandma's House is hosted by none other than the ghetto country grandmother. She's here to share her experience, expertise and education in a way that takes you from brand baby to brand leader. So come on in and hold on to your bourbon. Cuz Grandma's about to spill the tea.
0: So come on, hey brand babies, we got shit to do today and we talking to Coach Kim and I'm gonna let her introduce herself because I know it's a whole lot of goodness in there that
2: I cannot unpack. So I'm gonna let her unpack it herself. Come on, Coach Kim. First up, can we talk about the fact you've invited me on a podcast and you have no idea what's about to happen? I do not and I love it. It's like, man, uh-uh, let the shit forward. Where... I the... love ball... this. Oh, yes. I yes. love this. Um, Thank you for having me. I am Coach Kim. Um, I am based in the UK. So I am in the east of the UK, uh, but grew up in London. Um, And I am, as my name states, and what it says on the tin, I am a coach. um, And I work with uh, small business owners, but primarily people in consulting uh, spaces to essentially do great business and build phenomenal businesses, despite the world telling them they can't do that. So I am essentially the person you come to when you're ready to go against the grain. So I feel like I'm in like the best company right now. Like this feels just like the ultimate hub because I too, I'm I'm relatively new to grandma's world. Um, But if there's one thing I know about grandma is that she's about to do things against the grain. So I'm here for it, I'm all for it. Let's
0: go. Let's go. So, sweetie, what made you decide to to go after the small businesses? Because I know why I do it, but why did you do it?
2: As with most people, I suspect it happens by accident. So you don't mean to do this, but here is where we end up. Um, And so I have a very long and convoluted story. But in short, I ran my own business Mm -hmm. for a few years and realized that I hated running my own business, but really enjoyed helping others run theirs. And so I knew that I wanted to help people in small business spaces, because I'd actually come from quite a large corporate space and not to say that I have a corporate background technically I don't my corporate experience is a bit strange I'm sure we'll get into that but ultimately I was using what I'd learned from my corporate experience to build my own business I recognized that in areas there were crossovers and in areas that you know they were completely different and from deciding to close my own business and go into coaching full-time um, I, I realized that I just you know I loved the, the stage of starting growing building a business and then I loved waving people off you know watching them fly the nest and saying you got everything you need go you know you're like that parent who's just watching their kid on the bicycle taking the training wheels off best feeling in the world I wanted more of that feeling and so that's why I essentially coach the business owners that I do so it's crazy because you keep saying I close the business as if what you do is not a business Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is interesting because ultimately I don't really see it as a business. If you ask, if you ask me, coach Kim, you know, like, what is it that you, you love about business or what is it? And I'll tell you, I don't I don't really do business. Mm-hmm. Business isn't what I do. Um, it just so happens that the thing that I adore happens to pay for me and my family, uh, to live. And it's just the perfect setup. You know, I, back when I was running my own business, that was hard, you know, and I understand the complexities and the difficulties that people have when they're running their own business. And I understand that it becomes something that is separate from who you are. You've tried to find ways to set boundaries. You want to make sure that we do business here and it's personal here. And I've got to a point now, especially with my coaching, whereby the boundaries are a little more blurred because I really, really love what I do. Like, I love the clients that I work with. I love spending time with them. There's times when I will spend time. I'll be on, you know, working with a client on a project. It will be midnight and I will be overjoyed to be part of it because it's just the thing that I love doing. Um, so it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I shut up shop at any moment. It doesn't feel like I'm in a business in the sense that I can separate myself from it as such because wow. I just enjoy being there.
0: Now you you cross both my worlds because I feel the exact same way, but because um, how I got into personal branding in the first place in my original business, I, I had the blurred lines, mm-hmm. but it was it was more out of desperation to be successful than it was in me j- enjoying what I did because I went into this business because my. Food is my husband's love language, sweetie. All these extra pounds is just a whole lot of love. That's all it is. (laughs) But it was, it was the not being able to separate myself and to not being, oh, I was like, I talk about empathic bitch and petty bitch. I was crazy bitch when I was in that mode and it was, and everybody always, they they only addressed me as, Hey, Mrs. Mr. It's like, Mm -hmm. do I not have a name? Do I not have a person? I know. It was that, or I was Morgan's mom, or Helen's daughter, and all of these different things. And this, where am I? Yeah. So you know what? Since Mrs. Mister got all the recognition, she got all the she got all of me. And so when I went out and did this thing, because trust me, it's like you said, I kind of fell into this. Somebody said, "Oh, Phyllis to do personal branding." I'm like, I don't do personal branding, but the way they construed what I do, they I'm like, hey, I can roll with that because I prefer to work with people. I'm not trying to build business brands, but I want to make sure that you're aligned with your business brand. And so I get the whole blur thing because if Neil will let me work till whenever my clients call me at four o'clock in the morning. Okay, baby, what you want? So I'm still in that mode. But then when I take it off, when I stop being GCB, I'm done. done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the part I no longer blur. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because I tell my clients when I'm on the call, I'm like, if my daughter comes to the door in emergency, y'all know I'm done, right? Right. Period. Because I don't stop being a mother. I don't stop being a wife. But the only way they can disrupt me is if it's an emergency mode. That's
2: it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, you know, I have my son is 12 years old now. um, So it's, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I love the thing that I do is because my clients also understand that I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of my clients are also parents. And so we have this understanding whereby it's like, okay, if, you know, if the school comes calling or something happens, I'm out, like everything's canceled, everything is shut down. There is, there's no question. I'll get back to you and we'll rebook at some point. But for now, one focus and that is my son, you know, or that is my family.
0: Yes. Yes. So how do you, how do you, how do you, if you don't separate the two and there is that blur. How do you fall into, and I say fall into, because sometimes we just have to switch gears that quickly. It's more like we trip into it. But how do you just have those moments where you're just Kim? When does that space take place?
2: That's a great question. When does that happen? Um, You know, my identity has become so wrapped up in being a coach that even my own family almost see me as and, and that's a problem in and of itself because they're like Kim I've got this thing going on and I'm like Yo, oh, rule number one I will not coach family rule number one there's no way in hell I'm coaching you guys so forget about it I'll refer you I got people talk to them I'm not coaching family um but there I mean there are moments whereby I you know I realize that I have to be mum or I have to be you know a father a mother a wife family member in, in that sense and I am able to switch it off. But if you're, you know, if you're anything like me, you'll probably recognize that even when you're switched off, unless there's something pulling focus family wise, i.e., you need to be there for your child or something's happened, you're still, the you are still turning. Like, you're still thinking, oh, wow, I just had this great idea. Oh, yeah, right. I'm driving down the highway and I'm like, oh. Like, I'm on my way to like, I don't know, football practice with my son. And I'm like, oh, great idea. Like, I've just thought of something. And it's like, that's not that's not where you should be right now, mum. Like, you know, it's like, I, I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm really in it. So, I mean, I like to think that I like to, well, I like to, recently, I have tried and I'm trying really hard <laughs> that after 10 p.m. every day. I try and switch off from being a coach, and I try either try and do things that are quote unquote normal, mm-hmm. um, uh, including things like you know reading. I love to read, but for the past I don't know fifteen to twenty years of my life, all I've read is nonfiction. If it's not business focused, if it's not self help help focused, I'm not reading it. Right. But as a child, I'm talking about me, right? <laughs> That's it. But But if you if you try and read a fiction book. Immediately, I'm like, I'm feeling really good. I like the fiction book. but I'm like, no, right now I really should be trying to get through the next blah, 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 blah whatever it is. And so now I've said, you're only allowed to read fiction. You have to start watching Netflix. You got to chill out with the family our family you know we're we're a board game family so if there's any opportunity to play board games like at the weekends and things like that with my son he loves a board game we'll play board games and we'll hang out and we'll watch movies and things like that and again the coach wheels are still turning but gradually I'm learning to be ever more present with my family because I know how important that is and I know how powerful it is but man it's such a hard thing to do when you're so integrated in what it is that you love to do yeah you know? And another hard part for me is that
0: I own I own the fact that I'm a workaholic. I don't think being a workaholic is a bad thing when you're doing something that you really enjoy, yeah. but it's, it's the moments of, it's literally guilty pleasure. Like what you're talking about is guilty pleasure. And it's like, okay, I want to go spend time with my daughter. We need to go get a pedicure. And it takes everything that I have in me not to get on my iPad and like, okay, let me finish this this blog and let me finish this thing. And so I understand it, but I look at it as a guilty pleasure, but I don't want to feel guilty, but I do. I because do. I feel like, you know what? You could be doing this and you could be doing that. And this is still on your plate in the morning.
2: But as soon as you take something off your plate, you got something else that you put back on it and it's just batshit crazy. That's it. It's remembering that no matter how much you take off that plate, the plate is never empty. So it doesn't matter whether you do it tonight, you do it tomorrow morning. The time that of course we have with our family, we have with our children, that's finite. The work, (laughs) it's never gonna
0: stop. (laughs) And I think I'm I'm at the age now, because I had my daughter when I was 42. So I'm straight late bloomer and all that kind of stuff, mom. But I have a 16 year old now. She don't give a shit if I'm in the room or not. Yeah. (laughs) But she (laughs) will bust in here. Like she's like, mom, I'm having trauma. Oh my God, I just saw that. And I have to listen to some crazy TikTok nonsense. And it's like, okay, do you need medication? it's, like, oh, oh, it's so much drama. Is like,
2: yeah.
0: Wow. Are we yeah. really doing this? She said, yes. Yes. But it's like I enjoy those moments, but it it does not wreck my flow. Mm-hmm. It does not wreck my flow. And when I when I wrote, um, when I wrote balance is bullshit. And this is because that's not balance. Yeah. I don't care how much you talk about work-life balance, sweetie. I'm I'm uh anal I'm not analytical. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm anal about balance. And if you're gonna say balance, that means I have to cut my life into 16 pieces or however many pieces or everything gets an equal part. That mm-hmm. does not happen. Mm-hmm. Hell, my my husband doesn't even get as much time as my daughter, my daughter doesn't get as much time as I do. And there's all these things. So Mm -hmm. saying that is balanced because I get to spend more time with her. That's not balanced to me because I'm stressing out because I'm
2: not working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately there is no work-life balance. There is only life. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just need to live, and work happens to be part of that. But there will never be balance, and I think those who are chasing balance, they're you know they're they're running a never-ending race. You, I yeah. don't think you should ever find it, and I don't think you should ever look for it. I think you should find what is feels fulfilling to you. My son recognizes that the work that I do is something I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he enjoys seeing that I found a career that I love. It's not mummy goes to work and she comes home and she hates it. You know, mummy gets off the phone and she's really excited about the people that she gets to talk to. And that's inspiring. I hope I have a job like mummy one day. Mm-hmm. And so I like the fact that in some ways I'm sort of setting a standard for my son um, in saying, look, you can love what it is that you do and you should look to love what it is that you do. But the idea of priority and prioritising and setting those sort of expectations in a sense, so my son knows when I'm on a call, I'm on a call. I have a little thing on my door that says "Don't disturb Mummy, she's on a call." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he knows that, and he'll know to wait. He's going to ask me for a cookie. He'll wait until the top of the hour to ask me for a cookie, you know. And it's that that kind of thing. We have that setup, which which works really well. Th- at least I think it does. And ask me again in a couple of years. <laughs> Mummy, you are never there. Um, but you know, it there's there's kind of like it's it's not about achieving any sort of balance it's about setting the right expectations everybody mm-hmm. knows you know when I'm there I'm there and when I'm not I'm not and yeah. it, everyone's okay everyone seems okay so everybody is alive
1: because
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's the thing if, if you want me to go somewhere ask me and my husband knows what to ask me to attend and what not to attend because if you're going to a football game did you simply just open your mouth and ask me that I am not that one take your child and get on out of here <laughs> but if it's like okay we're going to the movies And I tell people like, even the crazy stuff, my husband is the head of the house. That doesn't mean I always listen to him, but Mm -hmm. there are times when he say the family's going to the movies, I'm getting my ass up and I'm going to the movies and I have to restructure my day. So it's, it's that type of thing. When I talk about the juggle of it all, I'm I'm cool with juggling because like you said, I love what, what it is that I do. How long, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been coaching?
2: unofficially um I would say now for about 12 years
0: okay so right around the time your son was was
2: getting yeah. into the world yeah <laughs> um officially I've been coaching for five years uh, no six years now it's 2024 um and so yeah I actually start I sort of I left one career so I had my career in entertainment mm-hmm. I retired I retired from my career in entertainment had my son Um, and then realized that I don't love being a mom in that sense. Motherhood wasn't quite what I thought it might be. Um, I really thought I'd fulfilled this moment in my career, and I thought I can stop that. I can become a mom. I'll change my entire identity. I'll stay home. I'll bake cookies. We're going to be great. And it wasn't that. Like, it was just like, what the hell? I became a mom. What the hell just happened, right? And so I completely had this, like, barrel turn happened where I just, I fell into a very deep depression, oh, a wow. very deep postnatal depression because of sort of my therapist and I worked it all out, yeah. but they realized it was because I'd essentially lost my identity. I went from being Almost sort of top dog in in the industry I was in and mm. to go to mother who technically lives in the east of England it's quite rural here I live in a very sort of tiny sort of chocolate box sort of town um coming from the big city I'd moved from London as well so I moved from the big city mm. um, all of these changes had happened and it that wasn't who I who I really was I just kind of hoped if I put on an apron everything else would fall into place I'd be the perfect ho- homemaker um, and I wasn't and so that really took it out of me you know and I ended up going into business because of that because I just needed a new identity and I set up a business again completely accidentally and ended up building this business from my kitchen table um to a business that had sort of you know 12 team members and turning over you know almost seven hundred thousand dollars a year mm-hmm kind of sitting there going on my laptop, like, oh, this works, this work. I can do this, this is easy, you know, fine, fair enough, and having the baby in the corner just on the little bouncer thing, but I realised there was a sense of fulfilment, because now I could kind of, you know, I woke up, there was more purpose, yes, I was a mum, but there was this secondary purpose I was looking for, and as I said, I started that business, out of desperation I was looking for something maybe and I ended up hating that business to everybody else they saw it and they were like whoa Kim I won awards for that business they were like we can't believe how quickly you've grown this business how you know how amazing it is and all I could think was I want to close it down now I do not want this business anymore this is horrible this isn't what I signed up for I just I hated running it and so, it, but a lot of people would say to me, Kim, how did you do that? Like, how did you manage to get clients like that? And how did you manage to op- set up the operations like that? And I'd be like, oh, well, we did this and I did that. And they'd say, I'm running a business, can you? And I'm like, sure, I'll show you. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you through the process that I did. And then it led to me being quite curious and asking questions and, and that sort of thing. And then someone said to me, as I was hating the business, I was talking to a friend and she said to me, do you have a coach? And I said, I don't have a coach. And she said, maybe you need a coach. And I was like, I don't think I need a coach. I think that sounds like a bad idea. She says, We're gonna give you a a number for a friend. Talk to this guy, see what you think. And I had a conversation with this guy and I told him, like, you know, this is what's going on for me, like whole things. I hate the whole thing. And he was like, you know what it sounds like? And I was like, what? He says, sounds like you're a coach. And I was like, Me? A coach? And he's like, You are coaching people right now. He says, Do you charge for what you do? I was like, no, don't be silly get business advice and guidance and support from me because I just love what I do and he's like <laughs> and that's kind of the whole thing kind of fell in. and I was like wait so you can have a job just giving guidance and support and advice to business owners like I don't actually have to run the business myself he was like yes and I was like oh tell me about this yeah. <laughs> this is interesting and so here I am
0: yeah I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm laughing to myself because we have such similar stories and it's, and I actually started, I left our business because I wanted to be a coach and found Mm -hmm. my way into branding because one of the certifications that I was getting, because I wanted to be a master coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you had to take 10, 10 different certifications. And the one I fell into was branding. Mm. And it was like, wow, I tell people now I look back, and I can see how many millions we left on the table in my previous business. Yeah. And it's not that I want to go back and pick them up. Trust and believe I'm not trying to go back to a restaurant, <laughs> but same. I can now see, but yeah. then it's the same thing where, you know what? I get to touch all of these different businesses and I don't have to take any of them home. Yeah, Not a one. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, that is the best. Yes. That, that, that is that part. Now, yeah. you know what I do I don't know if you know what I do, but yes, I I focus on personal branding mm-hmm. and I disagree with a lot of the stuff that's out there. I don't believe people are brands mm-hmm. and that is a really big thing to me. I don't believe that um, you have to put your life on display mm-hmm. in order to have a personal brand. Yeah. I also, the reason I believe in giving a personal brand a name is so when we have those blurred lines. People think I'm crazy when I say I have to talk to the ghetto country grandma or the ghetto country grandma that has to talk to Phyllis so we both stay in our lane. Yeah. But it gives me that level of boundaries for myself. Yeah. And when I'm talking to people, because I, I make sure you understand the stin- distinction between empathic bitch and petty bitch. Mm-hmm. This, this one over here is personal. This one over <laughs> here is business because sweetie, I'm going love on you, but I'm a, we, we probably gonna have to fight for some shit. And so... <laughs> so <laughs> But is it's what what do you think about personal branding in and of itself?
2: Um, personal branding has been sort of part of part of my life for as long as I can remember. See, when I was a kid, I say I was a kid. I was eleven years old, and I started uh, doing dance lessons in a local like youth and community center. So street dance sessions, hip hop sessions, that sort of thing.
0: All right, Miss Kim. <laughs>
2: And, you know, when I went there, I always tell, you know, I tell people I was a terrible dancer, like world's worst dancer by far. I was taller than all the other kids. I was wider than all the other kids. Like it just I stuck out like a sore thumb all the time. And one of the reasons why I kept going back, even though I kept getting it wrong, was that sense of community and that sense of family and that sense of camaraderie that came with being part of that crew. I wasn't particularly, you know, outward out, outgoing at school I was relatively shy I was you know I wasn't outspoken I would hide if I possibly could I was very academic at school my father demanded that I was academic at school and so I didn't build the relationships like everybody else did I didn't build the friendship groups but in this dance class I built these friendship groups and the guy that led the class for us he also was like a youth and community worker who just so happened to dance right he wasn't a qualified dance teacher or anything like that And I remember him saying to us when we were 11 or 12, we're in this crew, right? And he's like, if we've got a crew, we need a name. And if we need a name, you each need crew names. And one girl was like, well, why can't I just be like Claire? Why do I have to have a name? And he was like, because one day he said, you're going to be famous. He said, and you're going to need to be able to separate Claire from onstage Claire. So offstage Claire and onstage Claire are two completely different people. We were 12 years old. We were like, what? that even mean but anyway we all got given like we all created these these names as such because these were our our, our performer names our stage names Mm -hmm. and i didn't realize at the time that what he was doing i don't even think he knows not even to this day because he's no longer involved in that whatsoever that what he was talking about was personal branding and the idea of separating it and being able to create know two very distinct personas and be okay with it both it doesn't mean that you are one or the other necessarily both of them can live equally and it's about i think that's the challenge that a lot of people face it's like well if i'm a if i'm a brand if i'm a personal brand it has to encompass every everything about me it has to be on show it has to be available it has to be visible this is what makes me genuine and authentic and it's like, well, no, absolutely no. not. Now, of course, you both you and I grew up without the internet, right? Yes. <laughs> so before YouTube, before all of the you know social media platforms. So we knew what it was like to to to, you know, if you're gonna brand yourself. I guess it was to the point whereby, you know, that you weren't you weren't gonna become an influencer or anything like that overnight. Yeah. That wasn't what it, you know, is isn't what it is. Nowadays, I think everybody just assumes that in order to make it big, you must be able to influence and that's not the case, you know, being an influencer and pretty much everything else, two completely different things. Yeah. I have clients come to me and they say, hey, I'm an influencer and, and I'll say to them, I'm not, I probably can't help you. I understand the business model, but ultimately what you're driving towards is the thing I'm driving against. Yeah. You know, when I, build, when I work with my clients and we build our, our bases, our foundations, our audiences, our communities, we do it person to person. It's not on mass. It's not one to many. The whole reason why I, the thing that I do work so well and my clients, what my clients do work so well is because I teach them how to build really strong relationships that stand the test of time, that go beyond the screen, that mean that you've got a group of people in place who've got your back. Those are the people you want to have around you. Not 100,000 followers who have, you know, tomorrow are going to be following somebody else. You need to build those relationships. We can't have these fleeting connections. Fleeting connections will not get you anywhere in business. You must build relationships. But this is a really difficult thing for today's audience, and I say generation, to understand. Because as far as they're concerned, you've made it if you've got a million followers. Now, I've spoken to people with millions of followers. I've had conversations. They've come to me and asked for coaching and said, Kim, I'm hardly making any money. Like, I'm pretty broke. Sure, I've got millions of followers. and so I'm all flossy and glossy on Instagram, but my bank balance is telling me something else. My, you know, the ATM is looking at me sideways right now.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's like, right, you do. we need to build some relationships. We need to put some things in place. We need a, a solid system. If you're gonna monetize this audience, you're gonna have to really get to know this audience, really understand this audience. And you're gonna have to be willing to roll up your sleeves, and get this done. And again, you get people who are like, "Oh no, 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 no! I just want to post a thing, and then step back. You know, I just want to put a thing out there and then step back. Why doesn't that work? Why can't I just, you know, post a, a picture of me standing next to somebody else's Ferrari? Why doesn't that work? It's I'm genuinely standing next to this car. It's not your car. <laughs> it has nothing to do with who you are. This, this is the reason why it doesn't work. You know. And so, ultimately, I think the line of personal brand has become very skewed because of influencer culture. And it's you know it's very different to what it once was and there are you know there are a section of our i would say our sort of society mm-hmm. who are still doing it the old school way yeah. who are still you know they're picking up the phone they're having conversations it's not just an email or a, a, an inbox thing it's like no let's have it let's talk about this let's, let's see how this now, works yeah. you know and i think nowadays when it comes to personal brand people just think if i make something and it's glossy enough and i put it out in front of people you know as long as it sparkles going to get the attention right yes yes so you're always and even if you do get the attention it lasts you know it's an, it's an overnight 15 thing.
0: minutes and then you're trying to find a new
2: trend exactly but the thing and it, it's so funny because often i get new clients who come to me and I'll put a system or a strategy in place for them in terms of their visibility, right? And it will include building a a, a sort of a sense of authority on a particular platform. So I'll say, choose a platform and we're gonna create some content so people can start to understand what it is that you know because right now nobody knows what you know and it's important that they do before they trust you enough to connect and have a conversation. So I'll say, choose a platform. We're gonna post regularly on it. It's gonna be, you know, Particular type of content. The content has to be meaningful. Don't just post for the sake of it. Think about what it is that you're talking about. It's going to represent you. Think about what you're putting out there. And I always get, oh, but Kim, the smart asses. Oh, but Kim, I don't see you posting regularly online. And I'm like, this is very much a do as I say and not as I do. I don't need to post regularly online. It's because I've spent, I don't know how many hours picking up the phone, knocking on doors, talking to people and building relationships. The relationships that I have now sustain an entire business and I'm never online. You don't see me. I know you're not minimum on there. And even when I, you know, I I decided I was going to, I am going to try. I'm going to try because again, I want to be a good example to my clients, but even then it's because I don't have to. I just tend not to do it. So I'm just like, no, 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 I'll get around to it. I'll do the YouTube and the LinkedIn and the thing eventually. Um, but I've managed to build a really solid brand that supports a really solid business without ever, have to, without ever having to stand next to someone else's Ferrari. And yeah. I feel
0: great. Yeah. And you saying that it's like, people don't realize that. And, and even though I do personal branding, I don't think everyone needs a personal brand, depending on the structure of your business and the the scalability of it if you're not trying to scale then you don't need a business or a, a business or a personal brand just go out there do your thing you're face to face you're talking to people all of that then go out there and make those relationships but if you plan on scaling to something bigger than a, a business of one or even a business of two then you start thinking about branding so it's it's this whole thing of like when you're talking about influencers I tell my clients, why are you hiring influencers instead of being the, the influencer of your own brand? Right. Why do you have to pay someone else to speak up for your shit? And right. then they're not even speaking, it in, speaking of it in the way that you want them to because you don't know how to tell them about your brand. You mm-hmm. can tell them how I sell a product. You can tell them how I do a service. And even with people going out and asking for reviews, yes, reviews are a great thing. If you did business with someone, go write them a review. It's a great thing. But that doesn't necessarily steal, it doesn't get you business because yes. that's what you did for them. That's not what you do for me. Right. And it's all of these different nuances that are involved with how you represent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because I want to see people like my preference is, I want to see you scale from a personal brand. And right. there are people that believe that that's not doable. Sweetie, I did it once and I'm gonna do it again. Right. So it's not, it, it is definitely doable, but you limit yourself because you limit yourself by your name. And then you also don't understand that what you were saying, like you built this whole relationship behind the scenes that nobody sees. So they think, Oh, why aren't you? Well, yeah. Stop talking smack because if you know, whether you're a hunter, a farmer or a trapper, Mm -hmm. then you know how you make your money. You know, if you have to go out here and create content. So you've been farming the same land for some time. Cause I know your ass ain't online at all. You just recently (laughs) followed me on Instagram and I was shocked and
2: amazed. (laughs) Check out Instagram again. I haven't been there in a while.
0: <laughs> I just tried to get back on this YouTube, so don't feel bad.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, it's exactly that, you know. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said, because even when we talk, if, if I think about my personal brand, right, my personal brand, I will say, I think is an extension of who I am. Um, you read something written by Coach Kim, you're also getting the same thing from Kimberly Medina. It's, you know, we are one in the same, essentially. Um, But I only launched Coach Kim as a brand name Mm -hmm. um, last year, so late last year. And it was interesting because the reason why I did it um, was to be somewhat obnoxious, (laughs) in a sense. Um, I heard somebody in in, in the coaching industry, uh, someone who's rather well-respected, say, if you're a coach don't call yourself a coach because coaches are now synonymous with grifters and influencers who don't know anything about business and all of these things, these life coaches that are going to teach you all this woo stuff. Like you can't call yourself a coach if you're a coach. You know, his advice was make sure you just use your own name and your personal brand becomes your own name or something completely different. Never call yourself a coach. I saw that and I was like, updated everything. I was like, I am now coach Kim. And here's why, because I know I am hella good at what I do. I am a coach. I am a coach through and through. I have been for many years, even if I've not even realized it myself. Yes. And so ultimately the industry can, can can come for me. Like I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm interested in like, I almost want to create and to antagonize in a sense by calling myself a coach because I'm asking people to call me out. I want them to question, you know, my integrity. I want them to question my background. Please, let's have this conversation because I'm excited for it, because I'm going to show you what a real coach looks like. I know you all think you know what coaches are. I know that there are coaches out there grifting right now, conning people like, you know, just giving the coaching industry a bad name. Hundreds of thousands of them. I know there are. But there are some of us who are doing this beautifully. And I will stand for those who coach and do it from a place of genuine uh, wanting to help and wanting to support their clients, I'm you know I'm not going to fall back because the industry is like full of these you know these snake oil salespeople. I'm not going to say hey oh no let me I'm I'm a coach but you don't need to know that because now I'm going to give myself a different name to hide the fact that I'm a coach. Coach Kim, remember <laughs> that name. Don't fucking forget it because I am going to be. In your view and you have no idea it's coming and that's how i feel about the industry now there was something about it that just got me so riled up i was like nope, nope, nope. no 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 we're not doing this we're not hiding yeah we don't hide we step forward when things like this happen in the industry we step forward i've never felt a reason to prove myself necessarily but if anybody comes to me and asks me to do so heaven help them yeah that war a girl <laughs> <laughs> That's my brand. I love it. I love
0: it. <laughs> and it's it's like I said, I don't think everyone needs a personal brand. If you want one, sweetie, don't think that you are one. Just yeah. know the difference. Know how to separate those two. Like I said, mine is the the big difference is when you approach me on the street, because as you get better known, whether it's for your real name or your or your personal brand, people are gonna holler out your name. And if you holler out, hey grandma, sweetie, that's only thing, that's all you know about me. You may have seen my husband and my daughter once or twice or something like that. You know that I smoke cigars. You know I smoke. I mean, I drink bourbon, Yeah, but that's the extent of your knowledge. Yeah. There are certain stories that I share. I shared about my whole days being trying to be a mom when I wasn't ready to be a mom because it leads to me being a grandmother. That's a relevant story to me. Yes. So I talked about my dad being a pimp back in the day, but I think branding is a pimp game. So it, it's all relative to me. Yeah. But when you decide that, that, you know what? I got to share everything. There is so much that you guys will never know because there are certain things. My husband, he walked by the other day. He said, there are just certain things I don't want to know about you. <laughs> 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 See, even my husband don't want to know.
2: Yeah, but I've people really want to
0: sit by and watch a train wreck and mm-hmm. they think that's all fascination. It's all fascination. It's bullshit. Yeah. It is bullshit to
2: me. Yeah, And that's part and parcel why I have- void social media I think I just hate the train wreck of it all I hate how much is shared or how yeah. much people feel they need to share yeah. and sure I understand you want to express yourself and you want to be emotional you know emotionally driven and it, I want to show the real me but I, I so with all due respect I don't have time for that <laughs> you know I, I can't I can't get caught up in, in what's going on with your life you know yeah. as my husband says I got my own fucking problems you know <laughs> my husband's a New Yorker, so. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like I, you know, I can't, and so I just have to completely avoid. So and that's the reason why you won't find me often on those in those those areas in on social because I just can't be social like that. I don't, yes. I don't want to be social. I don't enjoy being social via a platform. Happy to go out and have a drink if I know you. Sure. Like if, yes, if you, you know, I'd love to meet up and have dinner. I'd love like I love that stuff. Or even just sit and have a conversation over Zoom if we're across the pond from each other. Fantastic. On social media. No, thanks, but no. <laughs> And that is, with,
0: with with my clients, one of the things I tell them, it's like, if you're going to share personal, separate it. Yeah. Put all of this crazy over here, because not only is are you sharing too much that's not relevant, but then you're confusing the a- algorithm. It's mm-hmm. like, and I know a lot of, I don't buy into the whole algorithm game, trust and believe, mm-hmm. but there's enough of it out there that when you start mixing business and pleasure, I'll put it that way, that the algorithm is showing you shit you don't want to see like you just said there's a whole lot that i don't want to see there's a whole lot of people i don't follow back because they they have more personal in their game than they do business it's like how how does this relate i don't care and i'm like you i'm not a fan of the small talk i tell my husband sound like tiny talk i don't do that i don't even like talking to him you tell me about the weather one more time i promise you there's gonna be some consequences and repercussions stop And if he can hear me, I promise you, he's going to stick his head in his door and say something smart-ass about the wedding.
3: (laughs) But I am not that person. Introducing Branding Boundaries and Bullshit by the one and only grandma, Phyllis Williams-Strother. Hey, you there. Are you tired of all the boring personal branding stuff? Well, my mom, grandma, has got you covered with her awesome new book. In this game changer, grandma doesn't play by the rules. She's a rebel who says you don't have to fake it to make it. No more being a people pleaser, because it's time to get real. Look, my mom's been there, that dead just like Pitbull, except she was a multi-million dollar restaurant owner. She's got all the stuff to let you know what's real and what's just okie doke This book isn't for the corporate cage. It's for the courageous, the genuine, and the unapologetic. It's about putting you first and not some fake customer pleasing it, because this is not the circus. Branding boundaries and bullshit is like a fist pump to those who refuse to conform. It's more match to discovering your Y-O uniqueness and owning it. So just the BS and start branding on your own terms. Get grandma's book now and let your true self shine through.
2: Side note, sorry, I know you said we weren't going to get personal with this, but I have mm-hmm. to say, Uncle Neil's voice. What? What? <laughs> oh what? So the business that I started running from my kitchen table was an animated communications company. So I created animated video for corporate companies to do a lot of internal communication, some external. So I worked with both voiceover artists quite a bit. I don't know that guy was there. I'd have been like booked, <laughs> booked, 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 and booked again. Wowzers! <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure he knows that. What? <laughs> <laughs> We just recently we started doing a podcast together. That's as close as we're getting to working together again. And it's called Just Trying to Stay Married Today. Um, but even in that, when when we recorded one of the episodes, I said, Let me be very clear. Phyllis is not a brand. I am not trying to build a brand over here. I'm having fun with my husband creating content. Yeah. So if you care about branding, I don't even mention my my business, but don't come over here because my husband put on our screens. It's like Big Daddy and Foxy Brown. That's what he put on the screen. I dare you to walk up and call me Foxy Brown. It's gonna be some furniture moving. You do not get to call me that. Only he calls me that. So I is I'm very clear in that this is personal over here. And it's not even all the way personal. This is husband and wife personal. Yeah. It's not mother-daughter personal. It's not Phyllis personal. This is husband and wife having fun doing yep. some shit. Yep.
2: That's it. Yeah. And it's completely compartmentalized. Yes. For- else and that is is perfect that's and i'm
0: not even i'm not even he's producing it he's putting it on his side of the youtube world Mm -hmm. and all it doesn't come over here in grandma's world because i don't want people to get that familiar one of the reasons why i don't share my daughter a lot of times because i don't want you walking up thinking you know oh you're you're, your grandma's mother or daughter don't do that yeah don't do that because i tell people I am one crazy person away from having my own lifetime special. Do not do don't time with my child.
2: <laughs> I love that. Listen, I will be doing time with you as well. Like I, I'm that person as well. <laughs> but there, there's, I think there
0: needs to be, I think people need their personal life back. Yeah. I think they need to stop shoving a camera in their face for everything. I don't, I tell people, I don't need to see your toes and toes because seeing what you eat and you with your feet in the sand or in the pool or in the grass. And it's like, seriously, why is this even relevant? Are yeah. you that fucking bored? And you have no friends to go talk to that. This is a thing. Yeah. If it's something that you enjoy, I am not hating on that part, but why is this? Why are we watching? What?
2: No, I'm not scrolling anymore. You know, just I, uh, on that note, sorry to cut you. No, I go think, ahead. Go ahead. You know, like are you bored and I don't you know I don't think it has anything to do with boredom I think we now measure our self-worth by our engagement on social media right and so you don't feel worthy unless somebody's liked the picture of you with your hot dog legs out on the beach right it's it's that you need that now is there's that level of of connection to digital where you know, it's very difficult to switch off and say this, my identity isn't here online. You know, I am a whole person off of Instagram and I can be a whole person with a spectrum of emotions as well. I can live, one day I can be happy and one day I can be sad and that can be perfectly okay. It's, I'm still a whole person. And I don't, I think a lot of people have sort of disconnected from reality in that sense, because everything that they work towards, everything has to be validated online it has to be seen I, I taught even my family members you know I, I'm not on social media but even my mom will say hey did you see the thing I posted on Facebook no mom no I didn't no because no. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook she's like I posted they got 17 likes and I'm like lady get off of Facebook <laughs> like, you, know, you know and it's just it's really like there's no and, and you see it, I see like, like I get together with my family and everyone's scrolling and, and you know I'm like can we stop? Like, what are we looking for here? And I think that's what it is. I think it's just now it there's is. this addiction to yeah. feeling like they a belong somewhere and be they're worthy of having the life that they have. They see all of the flossy and the glossy, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, my life ain't like that." So therefore, you know, I, I must be doing something wrong uh to feel the way that I feel. I'm, I, I'm, I must be, you know, I'm screwing this up, and it just perpetuates. And it, you know, we end up in this echo chamber of mental health issues and all sorts because everybody's just so connected. And I feel great that actually when it comes to social media, I'm like, you no, know, my worth is, has absolutely nothing to do with how many people like my post, yeah. nothing to do whatsoever. Yeah. And so it, I, that I think is the, is the challenge we have these days. I, you know, I work with a client who, at the moment, I'm trying to wean her off of social in a sense, whereby she's been posting for years, stuff that gets high engagement, has nothing to do with the business that she runs and so her thing is but if i stop posting about that people won't like it and i'm like but you came to me to ask me to help you to get more clients so we need to stop posting (laughs) about the thing that you do yeah not more likes likes aren't gonna pay the mortgage like what Mm -hmm. what are we doing and it's really difficult for her to separate that because she got if i say to her post something you know it doesn't have to be professional we can post it with your personality but let's talk about the thing that you do that you enjoy doing Mm -hmm. you know the business that you run let's talk about that and she's like oh it's just not going to get as many likes and i'm like it won't of course it won't but the people who like it are the ones who are going to buy from you so can we start this conversation it's really it's It's hard right now
0: (laughs) it's hard (laughs) yeah i have a similar client and it's like we've been working together for a few months and getting him to understand it's like sweetie let's see your personality because Mm -hmm. what he does and he's an older gentleman sweet that's he's my bratty brand baby and he knows it and he owns it (laughs) <laughs> um, but it's, it's getting comfortable with this mindset shift because part of when you're doing this whole thing with personal branding, you have to shift your mind and that you're trying to claim, you're trying to train your clients and how to come at you.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's yeah.
0: a big thing. It's like, if you don't tell them that it's going to cost $20,000 at some point, And I'm not saying, oh, if you call me, it's going to be, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't somehow, if you know your pricing strategy and structure is a certain way, if you're not talking about those things in your social media, you're going to get the hundred dollar clients calling you. It's like, well, do you offer discounts? Do you have it? No, I don't have those things. But mm-hmm. if you start to talk about this thing, and like I said, I'm on, I, I like doing content because I like running my mouth. That's the big ass thing for me. I don't like running my mouth. I don't know what it is. But I don't like people looking at me. (laughs) I love your content. So I'm all for it. (laughs) But there's this thing of when you're doing social media for marketing purposes, I have no personal stuff. Even Mm -hmm. on, I'm trying to stop myself from turning my Facebook into business stuff, because Mm -hmm. that's about the only place where I can engage with friends and family that because I left the state that I used to live in. Yes. But even if you're going to do this thing and you're talking about, like you said, you're talking about consultants. If you're a consultant and you're putting out content and you're saying, you know what, this is my process. People be and you have to say this multiple times, not in the same way. Don't bore the fuck out of people, but you continuously talk about your process in different ways. Whether you're talking about a client, whether you're talking about a new interject and a new interjection of interjection is not even a fucking word. It's a new yeah. interjection of, <laughs> Of something into your process, but there's all these different things that you constantly talk about with your brand and your business that get people to know this is what she does yeah. and getting someone to get that mindset of, you know what, let's talk about this thing. Well, no, cause I, they know me for this. I don't give a fuck what they know you for because that's your own, your old client.
1: Yeah. And you
0: said, they're not paying you enough. So we need to get you some new clients. And the only way they're going to know about you is you have to start talking in a different way. I'm not asking you to change your personality. I'm not asking you to change anything about your business, but if we're going to do something about this outdated pricing, then we have to take change the way you talk. Yeah. And it's yeah. a big ass deal. And they, it's like, you know what? This is hard. You really want me to say, I've been telling my say $10,000 on camera just once for me, just once he, it took months. He finally rolled $30,000 off his tongue. I was like, you shouldn't, you would have thought I was at a football game. I was cheering so hard. Oh my God. I'm like, he's he it. It's like seriously. Yeah. So now people, because you you want to charge more, sweetie, you're gonna to have to say a new price. Mm-hmm. Because the people that have con- gone to you before, they're gonna get sticker shocked. Yeah. They're just gonna to have to be shocked because you're trying to roll in a new higher paying, whatever it is, client that you want. So you got to get your mind around it so that they can get their mind around it right. until you shift your, your thinking, they're not gonna shift thir- theirs.
2: Absolutely. That's a that's a huge piece right there. You know, the idea that you have to be wholeheartedly behind what you charge before anybody else sees it as a valuable option or uh, you know something that they want to get involved in Mm -hmm. I think and again you know money's always a difficult subject for people everybody's raised with different beliefs and everybody has these different ideas about it but I've again part of my brand has always been that level of transparency where you you'll always know where my fees begin So depending on the work that I do with you, yes, you know, what you need, I'll never sell you into something you don't because it's a waste of time for both of us. But know that if we're having a conversation, my fees start Mm
3: -hmm.
2: here. And you'll see that on my website. You'll see that, you know, you you'll always find that information. It drives me nuts when I get clients who say to me, oh, no, 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 don't put the pricing on it. I've been told not to put my old coach. My old coach told me not to put the price on because you've got to get them on the phone. And once once you're having a conversation with them and they see how wonderful you are, whatever number you say, they'll say yes. And I'm like, I, it doesn't work like that. It absolutely does not work like that. We are not here to manipulate people into working with us. Either you can help them or you cannot. Either they see that or they do not. If yeah. they do not see that, you need to work harder in explaining what that is until they see it. But that doesn't mean that you manipulate people into paying something because, you know, they they you, you've managed to, to, as we say, bamboozle, here, bamboozle, exactly them. That's not how this business works. But again, our industry was founded on that. <laughs> so it it's, way, yes. it's what it's it's what's taught now. You know, everybody's taught that this is how we do, it. this is how sales calls go, this is how sales conversations go. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's absolutely not. You know, and when I say to people, you know, I'll say, well, right now, you know, to coach with me it, for a quarter, it's $16,000. If you want six months with me, I, give, I do you a special. It's $24,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually my old pricing. That's about to go up. And everybody's like, how? Mm-hmm. How? And it's just like, it, it's it's really easy. I stand by my pricing because I know specifically the resources I need to get immaculate results from my clients, I know what I need in place to, to make it work, and they should know what they need in place as well. If you don't have those resources yet, there are other options, and I can refer you to somebody yeah. who can help you at that level. And I'll always do that. Yeah. I'll always refer you to somebody who can help you if I can't. And so it's really important, I think, to to be a hundred percent behind what it is that you 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 you're charging, because if you're if you're undercharging. And you're undercutting yourself, essentially. You're not giving yourself the resources to be able to help the client the way you want to be able to, to, or get the client results that you want to be able to get. And it means that that client gets the half-assed results and then they tell someone, "Mm, I worked with Kim, but it was like meh, so I probably wouldn't do it again. And it's like, no, 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 no. Charge what you need to get the best results, say it with your chest, and then go and make it happen. Yeah. There's there's no other option. Absolutely no other option. But the pricing thing gets so many people. They're all flustered. How much should I charge? What do you need? What do you need to make this work? Yeah. Right. That's the number.
0: Yes. It's like, why are we having this conversation? And you hear it over and over. They either want to know how much should I charge? How do I get more leads? Or how do I generate more revenue? Should I raise my prices? I don't know what your prices are. And I don't know what they have to cover. So I don't know. I don't know. And then I don't even know if that's your only service because if you're trying to make your business off of three different things, how much is each one producing in your business? That one's only producing 30% of your income where this one is 50%. So what do you have left? So Mm -hmm. you still need this 20% over here. How are you going to make that money?
2: Yeah. But they're looking, they're looking for you to tell them very specifically, you charge this, here are the guide rails, here are the training wheels. This is how it all works. This is the formula for a successful business and the moment you turn around and say there is no formula none none whatsoever even those coaches those consultants those teachers those content creators who have told you there is a formula there is no formula formula. this is whole this is one big experiment this whole thing we're in this big lab right now and we are learning as we go every single one of us we are learning as we go and you should be willing and, and able to do that too if you want to be successful in business it's all about trying the thing learning from the thing and making a decision based on what you've learned on from the that. thing <laughs> right it's there's no there's no like uh a b c never never and i'll never you know i mean i have in my early days i was part of these groups and these coaching containers and also that told me there's a formula for this and i'm like I don't know if there is, and and believe me, I would look for a formula because I was always a formulaic person. I like a recipe. I like things to be written, you know. I, I, I while I was a creative for a very long time, I was very much, you know, I, I, I was this, uh, what's what I'm looking for, academic creative, I suppose you could say, because I like things a certain way. I'm a bit of a, I'm a, bit of a perfectionist. I'm a hell of a perfectionist. I know that I own that. Um, and so it was really important for me to always have things mapped out. And it was the moment I realized, none of these people know what they're talking about. They're all telling me the same bullshit. There's, none of it works. I have to go and figure this out on my own. And that's the point where everything changed for me. That's the point where you know business takes off that's the point where you're like ah oh, now I see I was blind now I see now I get it you realize everyone's just trying to stay afloat and it's you know as long as you know that it's great jump in the you know the water's warm jump in the deep in <laughs> yeah. why not but it's you know it's when they're looking for and again I have people come to me going specifically what should I charge and how should I charge it and when do I say it and when do I tell them and I'm like none of that matter that's all arbitrary. It's yeah doesn't matter yeah keep your focus on the the client work the client transformation and make sure you have the resources to make that happen that's all you that's, that's your job right now that's, that's all you need know. to do then and I'm I'm
0: telling you you are so preaching to the choir right now because I cannot <laughs> find a flaw in anything that you said getting people to understand it's like well I want to do it like them but why Why? I... what works for them does not necessarily work for you Absolutely. so why and if, well, they charge a thousand dollars. Okay. Do you know why they're charging a thousand dollars? Do you know if they sat down and did the math? Do you know if they're undercutting themselves? Like you said, why do you want to charge what they they charge? Do you have the same level of experience? Do you have the same level of education? Can you say all the words that are supposed to come out of your mouth? <laughs>
2: is that right it is that it's sometimes it's even down to that like that level of confident articulation mm-hmm. can you even articulate what it is that you do yeah so people can understand and weigh up whether or not they want to pay you to do it yeah most people can't you know and it's like let's start there <laughs> shall we <laughs> like but that's going to take a long
0: time yes
2: that i don't as care
0: well. how many people you listen to yes i read alex hermosi Yes, I know about the offer you can't say no to and all that kind of stuff. But sweetie, regardless, nobody knows who the fuck you are. So they're not checking for your offer. And my husband, like I said, we're doing this whole podcast thing and we were sitting here debating. I was taping it yesterday, like talking about trying to stay married today. Look at this shit. (laughs) 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 We're going round and round and it's like, well, he was talking about, um, he was using Pat Flynn for his reference. Okay. I'm like, but Pat Flynn already has the audience. So him telling Hi. you what to do now based on what he didn't do originally, because he he told you what he did. But now mm-hmm. he's saying, I think this is the best way to do it. Why? How many people tried it out? Who told you that that was the best way? Why is this a thing? Right. And <laughs> we had had a discussion about, you know, whoever says no wins. I said, you know, what? we're going to do it your way. No, ain't going to win today. We're going to do what the fuck you said, because you are the producer of this. And I'm going to sit my ass down because I ain't got to edit it. I ain't got to touch it. All I got to do is show up on camera and do the damn thing. True. Kill yourself out. I'm done.
2: <laughs> you know, that's, that's just what it is, isn't it? You know, we look towards those we think who are, you know, successful and have achieved this thing, but they've achieved it their way. It's yeah. not your way. Yeah. One of the, the things I, I come up against quite a lot with clients is they'll come to me after having come through other coaching programs, not necessarily achieving anything with other coaches, and but they'll come, they'll bring the baggage, right? They'll bring what that other coach taught them. So mm-hmm. I have to kind of undo quite a bit. And it always starts with, well, this is my lead magnet. And then they're funneled in via five emails this way. And then we have this conversation. Then I get them into my workshop and then I do And then it's uh, the, the group thing. And then I do it. And then eventually it's private coaching. And I'm like, but why does that serve what it is you're trying to create here? Does that make sense for the audience? You want to, and the whole thing is it doesn't matter because that's how you do things, right? Lead magnet, get an email address, make sure they've got something downloadable like that alone. For me, the lead magnet drives me up the wall. Mm -hmm. I understand how that worked in 2010, right? Nowadays people are, what I hear so much from coaches is just so long as you have a free PDF they'll give you their email address that's all you need to do don't worry about what's in it just make sure it's free make it look good bonus points and it's like an email address nowadays is so valuable people are not handing over email addresses anymore that's not what they do because their inbox is becoming more and more sacred yeah and so they're, they're, they' they're considered about who it is that they give this email to now if they if you if they decide you know what? I'm going to give you my email address and they click download. And the thing that comes out the other end isn't absolutely spectacular. You've lost everything. everything. There's no, there's no coming, going back from that. You absolutely need to make whatever that downloadable thing is transformational at that level before we start having conversations about anything else so if you're going to have a lead magnet no i don't want your fucking checklist i don't like it doesn't help me it doesn't help anyone just because you've pdf it and done it up on canva it's not valuable it is not valuable i don't care what your coach has told you this is digital landfill that's what this is right who wants this And so there's all of these people who are, you know, starting to build these businesses, especially again, coaching, consulting, advisory based businesses where the model is get the email address, take them on a a funnel journey from there. They're all falling at the first hurdle because nobody understands how to create value in the first instance. No one gets it. And I'm like, stop giving out this ridiculous stuff. Like, think about what this is. This represents you you're gonna let people down and they've paid you for it yes not financially but with an email address a man i'm telling you an email address is really valuable these days so yeah. don't take it for granted and don't think your clients are idiots because they are not they see this for exactly what it is so let's do this thing properly
0: yeah i just heard the sermon can i get, get amen i get me
2: in? I mean let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, just take taking... it take a breath, okay, take a breath. Oh, Say, Woo-sa. Woo-sa right now i've got so much of that in me i honestly i have and i don't get to talk to many people about it i think that's what it is you mm-hmm. know there aren't many people who understand <laughs> this side of the this corner of coaching and, and this sort of industry so
0: i get all of it because the thing that is most important that i don't care what price you give it it's the value that matters mm-hmm. And that's what, like you said, when you're talking about the, the dance instructor saying separate the two, separating the price from the value, it's a necessity because the price is just a number. It's the value that's most important. And while I won't necessarily take on a client who can't afford me, but they will scrounge up the money, that's not what I'm about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you, if, yes, I will say no to some of those people. I'm not going to say all oh, because some of them have the drive to do it. But then if you're going to have someone pay and you're going to offer all this value, if they're not taking action on the value, are they still getting their money's worth?
2: It's unreal. It really is. It's just, it blows my mind, the lack of consideration that exists in this industry because someone somewhere told you that so long as you build this stuff out, in fact, even worse now, you don't even need to build it anymore, do you? You can have it like white labeled or whatever. So you can yeah. take something existing, pass it off as your own, stick your name on it. And now this is your content and don't worry, you'll make millions. Oh yeah. And I'm like, like, this is, yeah, This is this thing's a whole mess. And I understand that there's, I don't know if it'll ever unravel itself, but what I do know is by holding fast, and holding, you know, hard in my, standing hard in my corner, to keep pushing for this idea of transformation over information. We don't need any more information. We need action. We need to get this done. I don't want you reading anymore. I need you to do it. I don't want you watching it anymore. I need you to get in there and experience it yourself. That Mm -hmm. is the only way we move forward. And I understand for a lot of people that's, you know, arresting to hear, but it's the only way. It's the only way I can coach yeah so people when people come to me and again going back to this idea of personal brand this is what i'm known for and interestingly this was what i was known for back in entertainment as well i had a very similar way of working so it's kind of come full circle again in that unless you are going to go in with both sleeves rolled up and you're ready to get really dirty at the moment i can't work with you yeah i really can't we we can't do this fairy tale stuff this isn't how business is done we're going to get down and we're going to do this properly and if you don't like the messy middle I don't, know, I don't know, go pay somebody else. Go pay some, I don't know, fabulous Insta. Some influencer. <laughs> uh, miss, you know, I, I can't, like, I just, I absolutely can't. Fempreneur, uh, like, yeah, I, I just, I can't do it. Fempreneur, mumpreneur. Oh,
0: it's, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. It's it's a wild, wild west out there. I, <laughs> it, it's That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And the more, the more clients I get and get through because, and like you said, you have a six months package and all of that. I don't package mine that way because I don't ever want to get to the point of, it's like, okay, you need to work for me, work with me for nine months to a year in order to get all of this unpacked, Mm -hmm. but you pay month to month because if your ass is ready to go, you are more than welcome to leave. Yes. When people ask for a satisfaction guarantee, sweetie, if you're not satisfied, don't come back next month. Right. <laughs> and and I do that because I don't want to get to the point of, I have to sue you for my money. Right. This yes. is, cha- this is saving me a headache. Yes. And you cannot sue me because I gave you all that you were going you've already paid for this. You've already got it. Whether you use it or not, I can't help you. Yeah. I can only tell you, this is how you should take action once we go through all of this. But if you decide not to come back next month, sweetie, You can't come back until I have another opening. You can't come back. all, And more than likely, I don't want you back.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm okay with that. Yes. But because I don't want to go, I'm not going to small claims court. I'm not hunting you down. I'm not calling, asking where's my money. I got my money before we started this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's under, and like I said, this is all about your level of bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Well, they said that I should do, then why are you calling me if they already told you what to do? Right. I don't get that. Why are you calling me? Well, I thought you can. Okay. If you want my help, then you need to listen. Mm -hmm. And that is a big thing. It's like, sweetie, if you Googled your ass off, if you like my husband and you went down 500 reviews and all of them said this, 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 and this, why are you calling me? Yeah. If you think you can get by on tips, tricks, and hacks again, why are you calling me? I don't have any tips and tricks. I got work.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I got a shovel let's go yeah <laughs> yes that is that is exactly it exactly it and interestingly you know I love that way that month to month idea for me I think is is something I I will eventually get to what I'm finding is the clients that are coming to me now have very specific a very specific point in the journey where I know we are going to need either three months or six months to unpack this because I've seen this before And so on average, this is how long I know it's going to take me. And this is the result I've got in the past. And I can probably kind of gauge what you're going to do based on that. Though, again, it's an experiment. We'll see what happens. Um, But the other thing about it is I I originally started just doing three-month packages because I myself didn't want any kind of um, exerted commitment with my clients. So I wanted to be, if if this client wasn't working out, I needed a way to just say, no, no, we're done three months it's been three yeah. months already would you look at that See you later. um okay like I, I just wanted an easy way to do that now most of my clients have sort of stayed with me for about a year they need and after yeah. that then I we usually kind of if they won't get out I'll push them out I'll say listen yeah. I need you to, I'm not going anywhere I'm not falling off a cliff I you know I'm here if yeah. you need you can do this now you don't yeah. need corner anymore. You've got this. I've coached you well. I believe in what I've done. I know that you're confident enough for this. Get out there and do it. And so that kind of six month thing means that I have a point whereby they know our work ends. So show up for every call, do the work I, that I suggest to you, take the actions that we are recommending, get it done if you want the result. It can't be ongoing because I don't want this to take, you know, be lower in your priorities list as time goes on. I need to be a priority. I absolutely need to be. If we have a call today, don't even tell me you're not going to show up. There's going to be war. And they know that. Like nobody doesn't show up for calls with me, (laughs) you know, because they know that it's it's over. No one's Mm -hmm. ever seen me go off on anybody. Nobody actually knows (laughs) what happens when you don't show up for a call with Kim, but no one wants to find out. So... (laughs) I just continue this um but yeah having that kind of a a sense of pressure I think to get the thing done we come up with like a predetermined outcome we say this is what we're going to achieve together after six months at that six month point we'll then reassess and decide do we need to continue or do you have everything you need and can you go because my job as a coach isn't to sit there and and you know like baby bird you like i can't just keep feeding you I need to build you to a point where I can let you go I want to let yeah you know and that's that's my job I understand there's, there's again so many coaches out there who, who do the month-to-month thing but not because they understand you know they want that flexibility with clients they do it because it's a regular check right it just mm-hmm. keeps friends and again I've had clients who have come to me and she said I had one client she says I've been with my last coach for three years and I was like okay right and how did that go she says I've got nothing wow. I just, it, it, the, the thing just kept clearing out of my bank and I just kept thinking you know what eventually I'll tell her I don't really want to coach with her anymore but I just never got around to it and not my three years she was paying a fortune like I was wow. like you know for three years she was like yeah it just you know it wasn't that important it just the money kept clearing from my account I was like whatever I'll tell her next month I was like no this lady you're gonna be with me for six months we're gonna do this and I want you out of here yeah. you you could do this you know and it, it was it just drives it again it drives me mad that just the relaxed nature again of some people who will justify it by saying I'm your coach I'll be here just pick up the phone and call me let me know if you need anything I'm right Mm -hmm. here and there's you know thousands and thousands clearing into their account daily for some of them and they're not actually helping their clients or not doing a damn thing yeah and again that kind of level of in that piece the integrity piece for me is so important it's so important I've been burned enough myself and I've you know I've had some coaches who have been brilliant I've had some coaches who have been damn awful and I mean beyond awful but I'm very quick to say mm, I don't like this one no I'm out like this was ridiculous. this isn't what you said in the tin I'm not paying for this this is madness and but I'm really good at that you know but I know a lot of people aren't who yeah. just
0: keep
2: it going because they don't know how to end a relationship right like that yeah yeah, I'm, it, I could never, I could never have that with my clients. So I like the idea of a specific cutoff point where we can both make a decision. Like even when I have a call with a, a new client and they're starting with me and we haven't worked together before, and I'll say to them, all right, what I recommend is we do this. We work together for this amount of time. This is what it's gonna look like in fees. And they go, okay, um, all right, let's do it. And I'll go, pause, I'm gonna put the phone down now. Email me tomorrow morning. And if you, sh- you want to do this, let me know. If you think otherwise overnight or whatever, that's fine too, you know? But I just want to make sure you understand what's happening here. And, you know, before you go jump in and say yes, cause you're hyped now and I get that. And I have that effect on people. I can energize. I know, right? <laughs> before, before you, rather than saying yes now, sleep on it, please. Come back to me again. I'm not going anywhere. And just say when you, you know, Kim, you know, in the next 72 hours or whatever, just say, you know what Kim, yes, or equally, Actually, Kim, I thought about it, and no, both answers work perfectly for me. Yeah, you know that that's great, and so I'll never ever, like, again going against all the rules of sales where they say as soon as they say yes, get those credit card details. No, absolutely not. I push my clients. I'll be like, you come to me when you're ready to say yes, and when you're ready to to you know mail the check, and I'll let you know. You know, it's fine. There isn't. A, oh, great, you said yes, fantastic. Which card number? I can't I can't do that.
0: You know, what, what comes to mind when you say that, what I've noticed with my clients recently, the men make snap decisions. The women will wait and think about it and do whatever, or they've already decided like, well, I've been waiting for a while and I've been checking this now. men. I heard you on a podcast. Can I work with you? <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> the men, I'm telling you. And then, um, I had this one encounter with a client, and I and I had to go back and I checked with my husband. I said, was, like, "Was I sounding like a wife? Is that what he heard? He because he wasn't listening to me as his as his brand consultant. He, was I talking? He said, "No, baby, because I know your white voice. That was not a wife." I'm like, I just have to check and see because uh-huh. I know there are men who unconsciously sometimes dismiss stuff because it's coming from a woman, and I understand that, and I'm not mad about it. I get yeah. it. So it's like, okay, how do I need to change or adjust the conversation so that I make sure that you're understanding it and that you're going to take action. Right. I'm not hating on men. I love being around. I, I actually prefer men clients to women clients, but that's just, it's just the thing. Yeah. But it's, it's, those are the type of things you have to know about your own business. And while I can talk to all the men in the world, I still attract women and people mm-hmm. don't get that either. It's like, well, how do you know your audience? Is it male or female? It's both is gender neutral or whatever you want to call it, but there's, there's a level of how you're approached once you get that call. So when somebody tells you, this is the script for your discovery call, do not use that script. You may have the same opening question for everyone, but once you get that answer, you should know how to lead that conversation. Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm done with scripts. I'm over it. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I used a script. I have a curious conversation I'm like all right tell me what's going on uh, what, what's happening and I'll just I'll dig and I say to them, like, oh, everybody before I have a call with them I'm like my job today is to ask all the silly questions so
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask
2: you a ton of silly questions today and then we'll see where we get at the end of it and that's all that's all, you know that's all I need and so it's, it's uh, even that is really interesting because I get people saying oh this was really refreshing that you know you didn't ask me very specifically like where do i see myself in five years and what is the hurdle i see myself hitting when i get i'm like because i don't right now we're talking about what's happening right now and yes a vision a, few, a vision for the future is important but ultimately tell me about you and tell me what's going on and tell me what's happening and how did we get here today and you know what tell me about you yeah, you know and, what, and, and how this all connects you know I, I like the human behind all of this and that's the, the the thing that i can connect to the business i understand but the business is a, it's administrative right everything in business is administrative i help the human so therefore i need to know the human yeah. so if you come at me you can come at me with all the facts and figures you like i'm still going to ask you a question about but why Yeah, because my
0: thing is like how is this going to impact your life mm-hmm. and people like but it's my business no how is it going to impact your life because it's all tied together. Your life brand and business, as far as I'm concerned, maybe that's a connected line.
2: Mm. So if
0: you say you want this in your in your business and you want your brand to look like this, how does this impact you as a person? Yeah. If you do not know that, if you do not understand that, you get caught up in, like you say, there's the blurred lines, but some lines are so fucking blurry that this is where the burnout comes from, the overwhelm comes from, the anxiety, the stress. Sweetie, yeah. you let it get too fucking blurry.
2: Yes, yeah. So
0: yes yes all right chicky we need to wrap this up. this has been so good oh my I god opened, yeah like, like,
2: open like conversations like i could talk to you every day i think <laughs> like the next year and have something new we discover oh my
0: god yes <laughs> we'll have to do this again off camera well not recorded how about that <laughs> yes
2: please tell us tell us
0: anything you want to wrap up with or do you are you looking for clients are you accepting clients do you want to give out your email your you don't do social but if you're going to do social what how you want to end this for you sweetie if
2: i was going to do social you probably you're likely to find me on linkedin sparingly um everything that i am working on is available on coachkim.com and the thing that i am working towards now is the coach kim club which is my uh, membership what I like to call the choose your own adventure membership, which allows you essentially to be coached by me specifically on what your business requires rather than going with a group and having to hit every milestone like everybody else does. It's a system that I've set up so you can essentially pop into this membership and then you can essentially take the strategies that you need specifically for your business and implement those. And I'll be there from a distance, making sure that you are indeed making it happen. So the coach Kim club will be launching in March but I will uh, I'll keep everybody updated on coachkim.com because I may be looking for a few beta members and if I do look for beta members then you get access not only early but of course at a much lower price so eyes on the prize at coachkim.com please all right honey well, so y'all heard it coach Kim got it
0: going on And y'all know we probably talk way too long because we started late. So I don't know how much we're over and I really don't give a flying pig's. But if you stay to the end, you know, I appreciate you. So we're going to get on out of here. So five, bullshit happens. So suck it up. Four, your voice is important. So speak up. Three, you make the world a more beautiful place. So show up. Two, life is good. So buck up. And one, I love you and ain't a damn thing you can do about it. So shut the fuck up. Peace and hair grease, y'all. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right brand babies we appreciate you stopping by because we know you got shit to do just remember to subscribe on your way out and bring a friend next time in the meantime and in between times stay connected with your grandmother on linkedin twitter instagram and tiktok the links are in the description And your grandmother wants you to remember that personal branding is not just personal, it's also business.